When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Yesterday we were talking to, to Dr. John Sheehan about Strep A. And it's it's quite serious, this story. There's 15 children dead in the UK now, which is tragic. We've had one death, I think, on the island of Ireland so far. Uh, it's very common, as Dr. John was saying. For the most part, you put it past you, fairly handy. It doesn't really make you all that sick at all. Nasty sore throat. I've had a strep throat myself once or twice in my life. I never want to have it again. But for the most part, that's the worst it gets. But when it gets very bad, it gets very, very bad. And I was talking to John about um, you know, the, the use of antibiotics and this idea sometimes some parts of the UK where they had this idea to maybe just give it to whole classfuls of children to, to maybe stave off strep A. But as a result of that, then there's a danger of a shortage. And I think we already have a shortage of penicillin, or in this case, amoxicillin. Dermot Toomey from Cloyne Care Plus Pharmacy and from the Irish Pharmacists Union. Dermot, the names are always confusing. Amoxicillin and penicillin, same thing, are they? Good morning. Yeah, good morning to you, PJ, and your listeners. Yeah, look, the family of antibiotics are called penicillins, and then within that group, there's a um, various different versions of penicillin. I suppose what listeners would be familiar with is that amoxicillin is, you know, first line antibiotic for many respiratory illnesses, and um, it often goes under the name of oramox or pinamox. And unfortunately, as you pointed out, these products in the liquid form are currently short with the suppliers, so yeah. it's it's making um, the situation very difficult. Is there a run on them, Dermot? No, um, I mean. Look, this time of the year, there's always an increase in respiratory illness, um, increase in flu, uh, RSV, etc. But um, so you would expect to, to be prescribing and dispensing more antibiotics, you know, from now till probably late February, early March. The issue really is that the supply um, of these products isn't meeting the demand and there isn't sufficient supply in the country. Now, there is a European wide shortage of a number of key medicines, including antibiotics. And mm. I suppose there's a number of issues at play. One of them is that the price that the products are set is now probably gone so low that it, in some cases it's uneconomic for manufacturers to license um, and procure them and market yeah. them in the state. Yeah. So that's certainly an issue. I was thinking that, all right, that they've been around for so long now. They're cheapest ships, which makes them non-profitable to manufacture huge amounts of stock. Does it come down yeah. to that? Yeah, I mean, look, absolutely. I mean, I suppose, you know, a number of years ago, I suppose when I started out 20 years ago, there might have been five or six different manufacturers um, of amoxicillin in the country. Now we're probably down to two or thereabouts. And as I said, the two of those are currently short um, with with the liquid versions. I suppose what manufacturers and people are looking at is, 
you know, is it easier to distribute to Ireland, an island on the western seaboard, or to distribute in mainland Europe where the prices might be a bit higher, the distribution is less costly, um, there's a more populous market, etc. So mm. I think it's one of the things that the state needs to be careful of. Um, you know, it's, it's one of the unintended consequences yeah. of driving some of the off-patent yeah. medicines down to such a low level. How are your own stocks? <coughs> Say that again, sorry. How are your own stocks, for example? Own stocks, I mean, it's it's literally on a day-to-day basis. I was just off the phone um, to the team this morning, and uh, we have a very limited number. We managed to get a few bottles yesterday, but I'm just, as I'm talking to you now, I'm looking at the computer now, and for both suppliers, the amoxicillin is, is not available. I suppose the, the key thing for the public is that, look, there are other antibiotics available, but they tend to be um, much stronger and would be second or third line. And effectively, what we don't want to be doing is going with the stronger antibiotics for the milder infections because that has issues in terms of antimicrobial or antibiotic resistance. So you're saying your own stock in the pharmacy is low and the suppliers are are low as well. Why do we get so short of medicines so frequently? Like in Spain, as you know, they'll have have manufacturers of of last resort. They've one massive company and just supplies tons and tons of this. Not, not, Not even for profit, just to have it there. You know, one of the things that um, uh, we've been looking at and people have communicated to us is that there should be something like a a national medicines reserve or a certain minimum amount of key medicines that will be kept within the country. And I think that's something that certainly should be looked at, particularly, I suppose, for key medicines. Do we not have that? Uh, We don't, know. As far as I'm aware, we're meant to have up to 30 days supply of a certain number of medicines in the country, but from what I gather, we're running a 12-day supply at the moment. Now, as I said to you, the issue at the moment is if I need to order one of the amoxicillin uh, liquid antibiotics now, as I'm talking to you now, um, they're not available from the two main wholesalers. So if they're not available from the wholesaler, then there's a backlog um, in the system. And the, the frustrating thing for us and for GPs is that we won't know. It's not like we'll know, oh, they'll be in on Monday morning, so we'll I be see. fine. There's a bit of a panic. Um, it's almost like looking at, I suppose, the stock price of, of, of a particular share and uh, it's going up or it's going down and you don't know what to do. This is effectively what we're at in the pharmacy we're, we're trying to dial in we're trying to order the products for the patients who need okay. them we're trying to get the appropriate antibiotic but um we're failing in that regard oh. and um it's, it's it's very frustrating it's it's concerning i would say <coughs> given that there is, is so much strep out there and people are concerned it is and you know uh pj one of the things we're looking um uh, we've mentioned to the minister, and we'll mention it again, and we're calling for it, is the introduction of a serious shortage protocol, whereby pharmacists would be empowered under certain protocols to substitute across a class. So, for example, if you came in, say, um, with a prescription for an antibiotic for your child today, and that particular antibiotic was short, working under the protocol, the pharmacist would be able to therapeutically substitute to a different antibiotic in a different class, just while the shortage uh, protocol is present. And unfortunately, because that isn't present, we have to revert to the GP, which puts oh. pressure on them. You know, you as a parent or okay. our parents coming in have to wait and come back. So it's so, not like um, very simplistically, if I walk in looking for anodon, anodine and you don't have it, you can give me Panadol. You can't do that with a, with an antibiotic, no? No, because I these see. are prescription-only items and, uh, you know, they need to be used uh, judiciously. And, you know, it's an interesting one because at all times as pharmacists and as healthcare professionals, we're balancing between, um, let's say, 
what's required for the patient, the health of the patient, but ensuring that there isn't overuse of antibiotics as well, because yeah. one of the issues coming down Immunity. the road is, is antibiotic resistance. Yeah, right. And, you know, you know, you opened the program wondering about, you know, would there be um, sort of prophylactic strep A treatment? And, you know, you can see the arguments for, but equally you can see the arguments against, yes. you know, if, if you have more antibiotics out in the community, then they're going to be less effective. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Dr. John was making that point very strongly uh, yesterday morning, actually. Yeah, Dermot, thank you very much for that, for no reason other in time. I'm going to leave it there, but it's a story that's developing and continuing. Dermot Toomey from Cloyne Care Plus Pharmacy and from the Irish Pharmacy Union. We have a very serious situation with a shortage of antibiotics. In fact, I would suggest as a layman that the shortage of antibiotics and the shortage of children's antibiotics is a bit more serious than the strep A situation. And we don't have a proper reserve, as Dermot just said there. We don't have a proper reserve. That's worrying. Quartz 96 FM.